Greetings, passengers. We shall be taking a week off our regularly scheduled audio programs, but let it not be said that I am powerless to bring you some content that you may crave. Here within my old-timey radio segment, I have bound for my purposes a demon to present to you a story written by a voice you may have heard before of one Benani Thomas of Ismail Daba fame. I shall see you at the tale's conclusion. Hello, howdy, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. It's me, your good old pal, the radio demon. And today, I've got quite the story for you. Now, the story comes from a long time ago. One when... How do I say this? Before... Well... Before everything was broken. The story of the burned king. I hope you enjoy it. First nights, when the dark was only a lurking dream, when Aruvia was a land of warmth, there was the king of the Hadrathi, the first Hadrathi, born of the earth and gifted with the waters of life. Long was his rule, and far known were his feats, and all would seek his counsel on matters civic, domestic, arcane, and mundane. Yet, for all his gifts, he knew little of the heart, as is often the way of kings. But it was the heart that would change the tale of the first king, the heart of a traveler. A young traveler called Issa, with pale skin and brown hair, came from a far island onto this land and saw its gifts. Greeted and treated with honor, he was the first traveler of his sort to come to this land and a scholar no less. Long did a sock speak of his home, hailing from the land of endless greens and rolling hills, one vastly different to Aruvia. He still found the land of the Hadrathi far the more beautiful. In time, the king and the scholar would become friends, rarely apart, always in close company. Theirs was a friendship that withstood the test of time. Isak lived long in these lands, learning more and more of its people, its gifts, and its king. But as he settled, there was another who wished to be in his place. The king's guardian, always with his highness, but never truly able to experience life with his charge. He longed to be the only one seen by his king, but now there was another. Oh, how truly unfair, how fate had betrayed him so. To never know his dream, as time passed, he grew bitter, and soon bitterness turned dreams to nightmares, and his scheme appeared from the dark. The gold era 
bright red and hot, and said to light entire mountain ranges aflame, hidden away in the treasure stores. He would loose the arrow, striking Isak, and freeing his king from the interloper's grasp. Yes, this would work. The guardian moved quickly to find the arrow, and steal it away before he could be found. Then, searching the palace, he found Isak alone by the pools, reading. Yes, this would be the perfect chance. Acting quickly, the guardian steadied his aim and his heart, and fired from across the pool. But the arrow would not find its intended target, for rising from the waters was the king himself, and before he could utter a word, he was struck in the back, set ablaze. Falling into the waters, the mermaids of the river and the pools quickly gave aid to the king, whisking him away to the sea, the realm of their mother, Satara. Though she attempted to heal him, her cold, cold waters could only salve but not cure. For she knew these flames to be those of Ixus, the fire starter. Flames that would not go out even in the deepest devotions. Thus she would construct for him a resting place until a remedy was found, or Ixus was destroyed. For that was the only known way of putting out his flames. Placed between land and sea so that his people could see their king and so that she could visit him when needed, he was laid to convalesce Nurakan Shet. But unbeknownst to her, the arrow's strength would greater swell outside her presence. When no great power could interfere, the arrow burned red hot, boiling the waters around the king, melting the very earth itself burying the resting place of the king and formed the great volcano of sunfall that burns even to this day as the home of Rakang, the burned king. The guardian, having burned his king so, fled and took to faith, praying every day for his recovery. He began the construction of Angrakang, dying before its construction finished. And Isak, now without the person he was closest to, left the land of the Hadrathi in search of a cure. No one is quite sure what his fate was, but some say that through some strange magics, he walks the earth to this day, searching still. Written and performed by Benani Thomas. Edited by Gregory Grobus and Hannah Levin. With consultation from Gregory Grobus. We shall be back next week with the next main episode of Ghosts on a Train.
This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks yours, you for your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.